Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I am your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 35 with my friend, Torin. Uh, Torin is one of a small group of people that I met and was friends with when I lived in Los Angeles from 2004 to 2006. It was really great catching up with him. Torin has done just all sorts of weird, random stuff over the last uh, 16 years that I, I haven't been you know, seeing him regularly. So it's, uh, it was really great catching up with him and I hope you guys enjoy listening to his story. Without further ado, here's my interview with my friend, Torin. Hi. 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 Hey. First, I like to talk about how I know you and then Uh Then we'll get into you, the life of you. Um, okay. So Torin, I met. I met you in 2004 when I moved to California. Uh, you guys, I think you were working with Patrick, who you're related to, right? You guys are. Yeah, we're cousins. cousins? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I knew him when he was tiny, and we had, uh, you know, we had a few Christmases together. So I knew who he was. Yeah. And then when I moved out to L.A., um, uh, you know, he was really my only contact, something somewhat near my age. And uh, I just started drumming up some uh, some conversation. And we were like, hey, let's let's see if we can get a place together. Oh, yeah, because then you guys live together. <laughs> that's and that's where it all began for me. Like, yeah. right, it's like it's like we're. Ever we're supporting characters in everyone other's movies, but I was like, that's where my LA started. I I moved there, and then four months later, Patrick and I got that apartment. Did you guys move there, or did you move there in two thousand four too? Correct. Oh my god! I, th- I, I just I, you had this kind of like I almost <laughs> said aroma that doesn't make sense, but no, you I'll had. I, uh, I you always just I just assumed you had been there longer, and I mean I'm sure we talked about this at some point and don't remember it, but yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, it's I I met you there uh, through Chad because Chad was working with Patrick on some random movie or commercial or something, and, and uh, that was the first that was our that was our movie that was why uh, was that that Vlad was how, or Carla how, uh, Carla <laughs> okay so. Um, Let's see. Yeah, that's where I met Chad. Him, him, and Jamie were the two location scouts for the movie. And so, two weeks, like two weeks after I moved to LA, I started working on Carla. And then that's where I met Chad. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. And Jamie, I that was um, so I got there like March, March twenty, two thousand four. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. And I got there July 27th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wow. But anyway, yeah. so that's how I know you. Um, you're the, I mean, I know so many things because of you. I'm, I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me too. Uh, and and when, when we're done with the interview crap, I'm just going to harass you via text on a regular basis now. Cause <laughs> like, it's funny. I think we've already, we already communicated like three different, four different ways today. Yeah. <laughs> like depending on the media. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a uh, weird, it's a weird world. Um, so it's weird and getting weirder. It is getting weirder. Um, let's, let's jump back in time. I know you have a sister. Yep. 
Is your sister younger or older? Younger? Um, she's younger. That's what I thought. And, you know, she moved out to the West Coast about a year, what was it, a year? Maybe a year or two before I did. So she kind of helped influence me coming out there a little. Okay. And do you have any yeah. other siblings? Just her. How two far and a half apart? years younger. Two and a half? So you don't, do you, you don't remember her being born, (laughs) I'm guessing. I don't remember much of the, of the, of the young, young days. Were you Uh, born in Florida? uh, Actually born in LA. Oh. And, and like right after I was born, we moved to Hawaii for like a, a couple years and then moved back to LA where my sister was born and then immediately drove cross country to Florida to where I grew up. That's crazy. And then you were in Florida until you left in your twenties. And, and, and you're right until I came over to came over to L.A. Crazy. right before I met you. So what? Uh, what like are your? That was like my my first chunk of my life right there. That yeah. you you were right there, starting my uh, my next Phase my next two. big big chapter of my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What uh? What do your mom and dad do when you're when you're born? Let's see. Um, he was, well, I think they were currently working with an art gallery in L.A. when I was born. That's cool. Uh, but prior to that, he was uh, at the Bank of America. Um, and, and so was she. That's, that's how they met. And I think that's what helped them travel around a little. But then when they got back to L.A., he, uh, he, he started getting into to art. <laughs> That's quite a transition from Bank of America to art. Yeah, <laughs> art, art, boutiques, and uh, and then when we went to f- uh, Hawaii, I think he was he was running a, a florist. So all over the board, <laughs> all over the board. He's random. What he did he? Uh, what did he settle on when you guys got to Florida? Um, he is um, an accountant. So he went back to the finance. So he went to the finance and business. What, uh, what, what, uh, yeah, what his Bank of America training got him. So that's what he's, he's currently still in the financial side of things at the the company he's at. Did your mom work when you were growing up? Um, she didn't work as much when I was super young. But, uh, when we moved over to Orange Park, she started doing, uh, daycare services. Uh, either at the church or preschools, okay, uh, something along those kind of lines. Domestic stuff. Domestic stuff, and then and then later on, um, at my dad's company, they have um, they have brochures that they mail out, and she started getting in on the uh, the the process of of, uh, of just assembling some of those okay. as like as like another side business so she yeah. you know she had a couple side gigs yeah, yeah. what's uh <laughs> what's life like growing up you, anything remarkable uh, in your younger years let's see did you get let's along see. with your sister well when you guys were growing up i thought we got along pretty normally you know we fought uh uh a normal amount <laughs> but uh i think we got along a normal amount and um you know, she's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. You guys uh, introduced me to the song Wagon Wheel long before that Darius Rucker set up. <laughs> his, his version's pretty good, but the uh, 
the old crow medicine show yeah. i love i love their version of it i have vivid memory of you two harmonizing that song in your house <laughs> and i was like what is this song and then i learned it on guitar and now i will never go back um nice. I, I i still i dream one day of 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 being in a band with her when she was um when she moved to San Francisco, um, she got mixed up with some musicians up there. And so when I eventually moved to L.A., I caught one of their shows and she was playing lap steel. It, nice. it just blew my mind that she just like got into this, you know, like six piece rock, um, you know, bluegrass band. And uh, was music and, a big thing in your house? Um, I wish it were more, but it was it was there. My dad played guitar, so that's where I got to pick up um, some of the, the guitar picking. And at least, you know, by the time I finished high school, I could play C, G, and D. <laughs> oh, that's but, all you really uh, need. I don't care what they right. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we all, we all dabbled a little. And, um, but, but as a household, I, I never felt like we were as musical as we should have been or could have been. <laughs> Like, you know, now that I think back on it, I was like, oh, my goodness, we yeah. could have had a little little family house band. I mean, just what I know of you and I, I'm drawing a lot of assumptions and conclusions. So correct me, please. <laughs> but I would imagine like your childhood and growing up and your household was just like very open, loving, like good, good place to grow up, kind of like explore stuff if you want. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> you're you're wrong. Awesome. And that's so that's so that's so fun to hear. I was hoping I was I, wrong. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping that you were coming to a conclusion that was wrong because that's that um, that's interesting to hear. So I, you know, this is all based on you because <laughs> I don't know your parents. <laughs> right. Right. Well, um, you know, I've I, I I haven't thought about it as much before, but sometimes when when someone asks me, you know, how my parents were or how I grew up because of how they know me, it makes me realize, you know, I, I guess I learned some things from them, but how I am definitely isn't a reflection on how we grew up. Okay. Uh, we weren't that open, which I find out more and more. <laughs> but, um, you know, in, my Like mom, in what way? What do you mean when, when you say uh, that? Well... Um, you know, my mom was a, grew up, you know, strict Asian. And so I, I felt like, I felt, I felt like we, and, and then she was also, there was, there was also a slight language barrier. And so I didn't feel like we were always as open and, and out there with, uh, with our thoughts and feelings as, as much as maybe I might portray now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I do feel like our, our family was more reserved in our communication. Um, do you think yeah, that was like a reflection of how your parents were raised? And so they kind of did that same thing with you? I'm sure. I'm sure that we're, yeah. Yeah. My, I, Cause you know, I got to, uh, I got to live with my grandparents some. And, Where, when know, did you live with your grandparents? So when we moved back after Tessa was born in LA and we moved back to Florida, we moved into a little cottage um, next to my grandparents' house, which now, you know, could be the Airbnb yeah. <laughs> that you rent out if you own the main house. Uh, so yeah, we had this little cottage. And so that was just, 
you know, 50 feet away, I could run over to my grandma's and, and hang out with them when I was younger. So that was nice to, to grow up with them a little, but, um, you know, grandpa grew up in the army and my grandma was just a nice homemaker. So, you know, there were lots of, lots of reserved feelings, I think yeah. all over. And so I definitely became a lot more open, uh, as I moved out to LA, you know, LA was kind of, kind of eye-opening and, and life-changing in so many fun ways. How was, uh, how's high school for you? High school. I enjoyed, yeah. I, I had a, I had a super solid high school. Uh, by the time I hit high school, because our junior high funneled in from several others, we had some interaction with some of the junior highs and I was involved in uh, track soccer uh, chorus and theater like and so i i, I you know i kind of so many, a lot of extracurriculars and so it made my high school kind of kind of fun and and it had a lot of variety and um yeah i totally enjoyed high school i know my sister didn't as much she actually got out a year early just trying to uh you know got out of there and she went to florida state before i did and I was going to say, I thought you went to Florida State, right? That's the Seminoles. Is that right? Seminoles. I remember Seminoles. something in your house about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And you went right out of high school, right? Went right, right out of high school. Yeah. And uh, she had started the year before me. So she got to she got to finish before I did. And that's, that's what got her out to San Fran without uh, before me. So she was she was ready to get going. Because you're, what, a year older than me? Two years older than me? Let's see. I graduated high school in 98. Oh, so you're three years older than me. Maybe three years. You're my brother's age? That's weird. Wait, are you turning 40 this year? Did you already turn I, 40? I already turned Oh, my 40. God. <laughs> <laughs> so my birthday was just before Halloween, so we made it a part, you know, 40 part dress up. So yeah. lots of people dressed up for it. It was good. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, I 40 best years of best years of my life coming up and my brother turned 40 in december i was like haha <laughs> i'm getting i'm hitting my late 30s at the end of this month uh, good old 37 i've been looking forward to 37 good um so you graduate college yes graduated college and then you came out to California. Was there a time yep. period when you're just in Florida, college degree, and you're like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Uh, while I was saving up, I worked at a pizza shop. Uh, wonderful pizza shop because we made the best wings that I've ever had. and I miss those. <laughs> uh, I'm so having was, flashbacks of how excited you are about food sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, they ordered wings and pizza? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I would, I would deliver for this one place, uh, like a couple blocks away from my house. So they would just call me when they get their first order at lunch. And I was like, all right, just started delivering from there. And when my lunch was over, you know, I'd just come back for dinner when they were ready. Um, so I was just saving up, getting ready for the move. Yeah, and packed up the little. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I guess you would have seen it. My little that eighty-eight red Accord. Yeah. Or that night? Oh, it was a it was 90. a Corolla. It was a an Accord. It was a Corolla. Yeah, it that was, was a Corolla. It. I know your car. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first car I ever heard All American Rejects in. Um, so, in your time, um, 
like after high school and before you moved to LA, you're going to college. Like what's that like to have that transition? You're no longer at home. You're, you're kind of on your own. I mean, were you, even though you had all the extracurriculars and stuff in high school, did, were you like a partier? What was it like growing up there? What was that transition um, like kind of getting, you know, I, independence? I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't much of a partier in high school. You know, my closest friends were, I think at that next level of partying, and I just, I only went to a few of those here and there, but uh, I didn't start more of my partying, I guess, until college, which was a nice way to start. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, th I think we were, uh, Florida State was number three, number three party school in the nation at that time when I started. Nice. Uh, and it was, it was easy. You know, once you started there, everything was walking distance, whether it was the bar you were going to or the dorm that was throwing the party yeah. or someone's house that's, you know, throwing a party, some house party. Um, so I guess that's where uh, more, you know, more drinking and smoking kind of <laughs> happened in, uh, in college. As it does. As it, as it does. <laughs> And then, and then more drinking and smoking once I got out to LA. <laughs> yeah, as it does. Um, so how long after you graduate do you come out to LA? So let's see. I um, guess it was about a year and a half. Year and a half afterwards, saving up, just kind of hanging out and uh, prepping for the move. Um uh, Packed up the little uh, Accord or Corolla. Yeah. Packed up the Corolla. I had a I had a bird. Uh, do you remember Squawker T? I remember you having. Is this the? Did you only have the bird you brought with you? It was just the bird I brought with. Okay, me. then yes, I remember. Yeah. I remember the yeah. Bird. <laughs> and so I I uh, I had received that from a lover. Because you always had a lot of animals. <laughs> I also had, I also had, that's where the rabbits started. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the rabbits, oh. the shit show oh. that was the fucking rabbits. Oh, how did it get like that? Oh God. Um, so anyway, before the rabbits, so you drive across country and your little Corolla, you bring a bird with you. You said you got a bird from a lover. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What's, uh, I, I am curious about that. Uh, not that specific person. <laughs> Um, but you were always the person that would show up with a girl that nobody knew. And it's funny, like at that age, you're kind of like meeting people in your social circles, but there was always, and, and I'm, I don't want to stereotype you, but you know, there's a lot of girls that we've met over the two years that I was there. Um, and like, everyone's like, where the hell did this person come from? Um, and I mean, yeah. I did my, I did plenty of things on the internet when I was living in Los Angeles, but <laughs> I don't know if that's what it was or, um, I know that I'm was, sure the... it was partially it. It's funny because I feel like, oh, you know, I, I probably don't even remember half of, <laughs> I was like, I'm not even sure now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's so many lifetimes ago. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like. I've just been on such a roller coaster since the beginning of LA to where I'm at now. Well, yeah. And it was such a little tiny piece, just like from the fragments of things that I know that you've done, mm -hmm. it's got to just be this little slice of like, like I became an adult. I moved to LA. 
there's this yeah. tiny slice of the two years I was there and then like all the other shit that happened. Cause I feel like, uh, so well, well you're in LA now. So it's 2004. Uh-huh, so um, and I mean, I remember these two years as like some of the most fun, also some of the most self-destructive like years of my life. Um, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of there was barbecues, a, a lot of barbecues. Um, but the, the the social aspect of that time together, like those, I feel like I don't know if it's because we were all transplants, you know, from other parts of the country. Yeah, but like, or if it's because we were all, you know, shit faced, or if it's because we were all like in our early twenties. But I feel like the bonds that we created then felt so strong and like highly potent. <laughs> and then one day it was, it just, and this obviously is my own personal narrative because that's how I relate to everything. But one day it kind of felt like it all, it all kind of dissolved. Like Patrick moved up North. Um, so his apartment was gone and that had become like a staple of hanging out. You got rid of your house, sure. which is where we were all hanging out or you were on the way yeah. out of getting rid of your house. Yeah. Um, and then I don't think any of us hung out with Angie anymore, except for you and Christopher. Cause you guys danced t- with together. Yeah. Uh, and like, so ever like, it, I don't know. It felt like three, four times a week we were all hanging out like <laughs> constantly. And then it, I don't know if it's just like, you know, you get older, um, or what happens, but it, it felt like it, it slowly drifted away. And I still like keep in contact with almost everybody, which is funny to think about. I, I'm curious in your like take on that time. Cause I felt like everybody was just super close. And then all of us like sobered up for a minute or like, <laughs> stepped away and we're like, I need to figure some shit out. <laughs> well, let's see. You know, I, I definitely, I, I definitely love that little slice of, uh, slice of life those those years that were um you know i i remember thinking i wish i was able to participate in the more um i felt like once i started doing the dancing oh yeah you know, it all started able... falling apart it's all your fault Torin. <laughs> no that, i don't <laughs> no. feel like that's what it no, felt i know apart. i'm just fucking with you <laughs> but, but you got um, a regular just, schedule when none of us <laughs> i got a regular schedule and and the thing is that you know that it cut into like the evening and yeah. so you guys were already hanging out which which was also fun you know coming home or coming you know after work somewhere i'm like oh well things have already been going and so you know it, it was always fun walking into an already rolling party yeah or you know i mean or whether or not you know i mean just we just got together they weren't always just parties but yeah. it was just that we all got together and it was that was that was fun i were and i were uh I loved how the barbecues started. I remember. I think I've told uh, I've told people about that. And I started I like, a I MySpace remember, page for the barbecues. <laughs> I remember. And it was like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, Justin just uh, said, "Hey, let's meet again next Sunday," and then just kind of deemed it barbecue Sundays. And then it was like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was good times. Um, yeah. No, I loved. I loved that time. I guess I don't know if it was step away from life or step away and trying to trying to make sense of life, but I guess it was just sometimes we just have to move on to that next uh, that next thing. Absolutely. But um, you know, 
I think these were these were strong bonds because I don't think it was random. You know, I I think I always had a really strong bond with Patrick. And so I feel like whenever we spend time together, plus whoever else we spend yeah. time with, you know, some of that happens. And and, you know, I remember like you and Chad were were so were so fun to know, so easy <laughs> to know. It was it was great. Never, never any pressure. Simpler times. <laughs> Simpler times. And, you know, you know, and, and sometimes I think about uh, when when you and Chad were playing music, and I was like, man, I wish I had more time and devoted to to like try to get into what they were doing. And, and yeah. Like, you know, this, like I, I felt, you know, I loved what I did with dance, but uh, when things started happening more in our whole circle and life there i felt like that with my regular schedule with that kind of took me a little bit away from other stuff but it was nice to still be a part of it all i'm curious about that too and i might have known at some point but um so you and i mean you and me both worked you before me uh in production like in movies tv shows stuff for a little while uh which is when you tell people that it's funny when people that have obviously never been to California, they're like, Oh really? And you're like, it's literally what everybody fucking does. <laughs> you're getting paid like a hundred dollars a day to like, you know, clean footprints off the stop, like the step where they're shooting. It's stupid. Um, it made it so easy when it was a hundred bucks a day. Yeah. Like it was like, Oh, you knew how many days you had to work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Rent is 800. So yeah. I have 10 days. This I got 200 bucks to spend on groceries. All right. So I need two movies to work on. All right. Who can I call? And you're like, <laughs> Oh my God, that's too funny. Um, so, but how do you, and this is, this is three of you, three of you in our circle of friends. I don't know who brought who in, but you, Christopher, and Angie all start working at, was it Arthur Murray, right? Oh, right. Okay. So how do you get so, into ballroom dancing? At what point does that transition happen? And how long did you stay with that? Because, you know, Angie still does that shit. <laughs> she sure does. Man, great on her. Uh, yeah, after, you know... I did I did production on set for a whole bunch of stuff for a while and then moved to the uh, the offices of Quantum. Yeah. And eventually got bored with that. And oh, actually it was it was in between Quantum and dancing is some of the time where I think you and I were doing some of the yep. renovations. Brought you over to that house on Havenhurst with the uh, Havenhurst. the meth head that hired me to renovate her father-in-law's house. What a shit show. It's always, it's always meth heads that seem to own property and houses. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, it's a weird realization. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I think, I think that, was, that was some of the transition between when I left Quantum and then when I got mixed up with the dance. Um, but I, I eventually found a random ad on Craigslist, you know, magical Craigslist. Oh, you know, got me through, yeah. got okay. me through LA. Craigslist got me uh, most of the jobs that I had, and then yep. like and where half, you've of, lived. half of the trauma that I have. <laughs> it's, all, it's all from Craigslist. Um, yeah. uh, Craigslist. What a wonderful, horrible sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, that's where I that's where I found the ad and uh, responded to that, and uh, I went in for some initial interview, and I think. Um, 
that later that weekend is when we had another one of our barbecues and I was just telling Chris and Angie about it. And they both were like, Hey, you know, we'd love to do that. I was like, all right, well, that's so funny. You know, come in cause we're, they're starting a training class. So, you know, let's talk to them and see if you can get started with me. And so they jumped in right with me. And then that's where that whole life started. I did that for almost five years, I think. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's- such a random thing to just so, do. <laughs> so, so, so random, so random. But yeah, that was such a big part of my life. And so I did that until 2009. So you, like that. did so, you stay, so you stayed in LA or did you move out like towards the studio? Cause that was over uh, in Pasadena, right? Right. So after Pasadena, uh, I ended up transferring to a Woodland Hill studio. Okay. So that allowed me to kind of stay in that valley area. What's your what's your romantic life like through that? I know like a couple of your like you dated I think her name was Sarah. Sarah. For like the first year I think I was in LA. Or yeah. maybe it seemed that way. <laughs> um But I I'd like have you uh, in that time was there like any long-term relationships? Um at the, um, you know, I met, I met Kelsey through, through dancing and that turned into a long, uh, my longest relationship. Uh, we, uh, we dated maybe off and on for like seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, that was a big chunk of my LA life. And as I was transitioning away away from LA, you know, I went up north eventually to follow Patrick. Yeah, I'm curious to hear and about that, that too. <laughs> and that and that broke that broke off some of that. But um, so yeah. did you did you stay in LA through like after Arthur Murray, or like did you leave when you left Arthur Murray? You left LA. I I stayed I stayed in LA after Arthur Murray. Um, after Arthur Murray, I. You know, I think, I think right after Arthur Murray is when Uber and Lyft started getting really big, <laughs> and that was back in the day when you could actually make a living off of it. So I, I, I got into that and was driving around LA. You know, it was, it was funny to first discover I could get on the app at three a.m. Yeah. and automatically start getting calls. Oh, and yeah. so there was, you know. Driving for Uber in LA was was a, was definitely an interesting thing, and then I did that for a while until I uh, started running a tennis uh, tennis shop over uh, over in Cheviot Hill. Sure, which was a whole, which was a whole other like slice of my life, which was interesting. I did that for like two and a half years, where I was really into tennis, and then I went to the U.S. Open because I won a trip. Like it was so, That's so LA funny. has had. The most random 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 things in my life it's so funny. i gotta ask just jumping back in time what did you get your college degree in <laughs> uh so it was a degree in computer information systems okay yeah yeah with a, yeah concentration in network administration i think and i had a minor in business so <laughs> um so i have used my degree before uh, I think, uh, oh, after college, you know, I also, I also was helping out at my dad's company 
they were they were needing some IT help and everything I was learning was exactly what they needed. So yeah. between the pizza shop and my dad's company, I was kind of doing double duty. So I, I've used it a couple times. I think I used it again in LA for a while, but, uh, what are the, what are, never really <laughs> kept I mean, my interest. Yeah. That's the, that's the story with everybody that has a degree I think, for the most part. Yeah. Um, what are, what are the transition points? Um, if there are any, but uh, not just like jobs, but when you're switching from like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to move on and do this, or I don't want to, I'm not going to live with these people. I'm going to live with these people. And like, what are the, what are there moments that you, that come to mind that are like, maybe like slap you in the face or they're, they're like aha moments where you're like, oh, I got to do something else or I got to stop hanging out with this person or I got to like, uh, in all the like different scenarios, or do you feel like you kind of like floated through Los Angeles until you got up north? Yeah, you know, I, I I feel like a lot of my my life has just has flowed and floated pretty easily like that. Enjoyable um, floating. I think enjoyable floating. Okay. You know, I I love that I've moved around. I. I love all the interesting experiences. As far as I can remember, all of my floating has been pretty easy transitionally. I don't think there was there was any ahas that got me to need the transition. You know, a lot of a lot of good timing and good luck, I think, has helped me get through some some uh, some difficult times. Yeah, you're a resourceful guy. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's that's a that's a fair. Uh, that's a fair description of, of one of, the, of, of my characteristics, yeah. Um, so what takes you up north, California? Uh, so, so Patrick has introduced me to the, uh, to the marijuana world uh, of, the, of the growing. Is this like Humboldt County area? Or? So we're, we're a little south of it up in uh, Mendocino County. Okay. So it, uh, you know, it, it started small. Um, it was funny. I remember um, when he first introduced me. You know, when when we were back, when we were back in uh, back in the apartment, we would you know buy buy an ounce, smoke most of it, and try to sell a little bit of it. So we 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 dabbled it in that sense. And then here, you know, he was he was moving it. He was moving it and was in contact with. Um, with people that worked more in, in, in more of a bulk. But I remember when he first introduced it to me, he was, <laughs> I didn't know we were speaking code yet. And so I, I really thought that I was, uh, I really thought that I was helping him store f- some friends art. For him. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, I didn't realize, you know, he's, he's already been speaking code and, and, and I'm just, just getting introduced to this world and i was like oh i get it now <laughs> but uh, yeah and so slowly it was um uh, um slowly i ended up moving up north to help uh, to help grow and work on the farms what year was that when you moved up north you know i made i made a i made a slow transition um uh, at this point, I was uh, living over in Century City, and um, 
that's where I was living when I was working at uh, one of the computer places I worked at. Uh, but then that's where I worked at for the tennis shop. And, uh, and then, so, you know, I would, I would go up for a season maybe. So maybe spend like three or four months up there and then come back down uh, to LA for, you know, maybe most of the summer, some of the spring. So it was a nice, uh, you know, for a couple of years there, I was kind of transitioning where I was working fall and winter and I had off uh, for spring and summer uh, for, for like beach time and yeah. you know la la sun and the fun time <laughs> so there was a couple of years there that were kind of cool because of uh because of that transition uh, but let's see i guess i i ended up going up there full time more around 2013 something like that 2013 2014 maybe and do you live with anybody when you move up there do you live with patrick um uh, i I lived. Uh, I lived at the the farm we were at. So he introduced he introduced me to. Uh, oh, so there's a bunch Matt. of people there. <laughs> yeah, and and so any anyone he had working there would work. Uh, uh, would just, you know, we'd sleep wherever we could. And, yeah, I never uh, thought about this, but have you? And I mean, maybe now, but like up until that point, at least, and maybe now too, I don't know who's in the background. Um, <laughs> have you ever lived alone, just completely alone? Um, oh yeah. Uh, there was a little while there, um, I guess back in 2010. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I, it's a pattern I started to notice. I was like, wait, Torrin's always living with people. <laughs> and like, I remember in, even in the house, there was people that, that came and went. Um, I know Marissa and Michelle were there probably the longest, right? But uh, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> it's a, and then you moved to the house in the Reseda with a bunch of people. Yeah. It, I, I, I was at this, uh, it was like a small little guest house, like a, a one bedroom, one bath little guest house in woodland hills which i was really looking forward to living alone it was great i loved it okay i wasn't sure if it was so, something you were just like kind of like i don't want to do that like maybe uh having that safety net of people there all the time you're never alone it wasn't something i was against it was just um i guess in la it's a lot easier because of rent prices yeah. for i can't imagine for, how they are now but yeah, I, I can't even imagine. It's weird to, like, I know some stuff because I'll look some stuff up, but it's weird to think that I had a studio apartment in Valley Village for $800 a month. <laughs> so you get up north, you're living on a, essentially what, like a weed farm with with a bunch of people. Yeah, living on a weed farm with some people. What year uh, did they legalize that in LA or in California? Because <sighs> that was only a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, and it and it differed also by county, okay. and so it was really complicated. But it was, um, but it was really interesting because uh, the farm I was at uh, was aiming to be, you know, one of the first round of, of fully legal farms in the county. So, gotcha. uh, and so Patrick, uh, you know, in the position he had found himself. Uh, he was learning. He was learning like he to, fell into it. <laughs> he, he did. Well, the, this this part he fell into because he was working so hard at helping 
our farm figure out how to get legal, uh, that he, you know, exhausted all the databases and everyone he knew to know the right information that no one else knew. And of course he knew so many people in the same boat. So he ended up becoming, um, uh, you know, a consult for, for farms to oh, how to get legalized. And so that's what he's been doing for the past few years. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Funny. So that, that he kind of fell into. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> totally. I, I thought you were going a different direction. I was like, I don't know. Years of practice. Um, that's um, funny. But yeah. It was, it was definitely an interesting process to go through. So that was kind of fun. I was there for, uh, for that transition and, um, uh, and then moved away, uh, right after you know we were we were legal and going through that so and how do you uh living like literally on the other side of the country how do you maintain relationship with your parents for the last, like all those years uh, you know just just a phone call uh i would try to visit most christmases you yeah. know when i moved out there um, did it do anything good or bad for you guys relationship like did you find yourself like closer or more distant when you moved away other than the obvious physically distant <laughs> i think um i think for a little while there maybe we were more distant um i'm not sure if it was the circumstances or the distance um it might have just been life yeah but uh but eventually we found what you know even in the summer we uh uh, my grandma, who also lived in Florida, wanted to take road trips to Colorado. And so that was a place where sometimes we would meet. Like my sister and I would come from this way and my parents would come this way. Oh, so that's fun. We would still, I, I guess we were starting to find more ways to, to see each other later in life. Yeah. I'm always curious about that. I think my, my mother and my relationship, I don't think has ever been better than when I lived in LA and I talked to her like once a month on the phone. <laughs> that's all we need. Um, <sighs> Yeah, I talked to her maybe a little more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a different relationship. Um, yeah, that's so. You kind of just been on your own then, other side of the country for almost two decades now. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a fun life. So what what brings you to Grand Junction, Colorado so, so now, from Mendocino, California. So, so now I'm in Grand Junction, Colorado. I, um, while I, while I was up North in Mendocino, um, a cousin of mine was having a wedding over in Colorado Springs. So, uh, you know, pack up the car, take a little road yeah. trip. And, uh, you know, I got to see Tessa at the wedding, my sister. So that was, that was really fun. As I was leaving, you know, driving back through, um, Tessa texts me while I'm driving uh, if I was watching the game because I forgotten that the Super Bowl was on. So I was like, oh, you know, I wasn't watching it. But I saw that I was almost coming up to Grand Junction, which I had passed before. Uh, oh, when I was saying that my grandma would go to Colorado, she would always visit uh, this town, Uray, which is a couple hours from Grand Junction. And so we would pass through junction sometimes as we were traveling through, but I always knew it was just a place that we got gas. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I stop at a BW threes on the way back and, you know, at halftime I'm watching the second half and I get on one of those, uh, 
those match matching apps. I got on yeah. Bumble. Yeah. So so I'm on Bumble. Basically, I was swiping for a maybe for a place to stay, you know, for the night. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought, oh, that would be hilarious if I found someone cool and I was able to just stay, you know, during my travels. It's funny, when you started the story, I was thinking, like, it's such a, it's a very torrent thing to do, in my opinion, like, up for anything, like, oh, I'm going to miss Super Bowl, I'll pull over in this random town and just watch part of it. But then when you <laughs> continue the story, I was like, oh, this seems like a little bit of a torrent thing to do, too. <laughs> Go on. So well, did you match up with anybody I, on Bumble? I, I made I made no connection that night and I Did you check I, I, I didn't I didn't exhaust all my possibilities <laughs> because the you know the wings were getting cold so I had to Yeah. I had to dig in. So I I camp out I camp out and you know I made it through U, Utah uh, by by the time I I got to sleep so uh, but the next day I'm, you know, I'm on my way to California again. And, and, uh, uh, Vanessa messages me, one of, uh, one of the ladies, one, that of, I was wanting, one of my matches. <laughs> and so, um, so I was long gone by then. Um, but we kept conversing and made a connection and eventually, uh, a couple months down the line, we randomly decided to meet in LA for the weekend. So we met in LA cause I was up North. So I drove yeah. down, she flew over just, you know, for a quick vacation. And, uh, we had just the best time. And, uh, at this point I was transitioning away from up North. I'd packed my car up. So I was coming through LA and I was going to head to Florida you know, maybe help my dad with some renovations, help my grandma. I was, uh, you know, getting later in her years. And so I was, I was going to go, you know, just my next, my next transition was just going to go home for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, um, a week and a half after I met Vanessa in LA, she, she texts me or she just texts me later that week and, uh, and says, Hey, do you want to go to Mexico? I'm going with some friends and I was going to go with my son, but he can't get his passport in time. So do you want to go? I was like, great. So, you know, she's like, just take care of the plane ticket and everything else uh, is covered and we'll, we'll sure. go down. So, uh, so the flight was out of Denver. Uh, and, and actually I had to replace my passport. And so being in LA, that was something I was able to do, but not until Monday. And so this was a timing thing. And because the the plane left Tuesday morning, and so I still had to get the passport and then drive all the way to Grand Junction to pick up Vanessa and then go to Denver so we could fly to Mexico. So, uh, I mean, cut that super close and drove up uh, to Grand Junction, you know, instead of going over to Florida. And then when I came back from Mexico, I basically have not left. <laughs> Did you go grab all your crap in California and bring it out there? <laughs> yeah. Eventually I was, you know, I, I moved out of everywhere. I've, I've made trips back. Um, are you I even guys a, still together? We are. We are going strong. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. What a fun, what a fun starter story too. <laughs> I know we've, we've had, we've had so many adventures since then. It's, it's been a great, 
it's been a great crazy run with her so how yeah, long has that great. been that you've been there uh about two years now so and then <laughs> i shouldn't even be surprised but how is it you start working on a morning tv show or like a, a like whatever kind of tv show it is uh, uh so yeah it you know it, it's tough to it's tough to find work in a small town and it's tough to find interesting work in a small town i think so yeah. um when i found this opportunity randomly on craigslist of course nice. it's good I to just, know that craigslist is still working for people it's still working you know when they got rid of the personal section i was like it's going down quick <laughs> but there's good. still uses for it apparently. i'm glad i'm glad yeah so since i've been here you know i've been able to get a couple jobs in the food industry but uh, you know i was just wanting something more interesting and so when i saw this opportunity I was like, hey, I've done enough production. Yeah. Maybe not exactly what they're looking for, but enough to maybe talk myself into a job. So I sent over my resume and you know, I immediately thought, I'm just gonna go down there and just see if I can talk to someone. So um I really wanted this because I was like, it's so tough to find an interesting job. So uh, after I hounded the production manager, she she uh, called me a week later in for an interview and so I got the job. Um, I knew the schedule would be very tough, but again, I just wanted to get something consistent and something interesting. And yeah, and that is a crazy schedule, right? Because I was texting you when I woke up, and I, I wake up like, at six a.m. Eastern time. So, uh, what time do you have to be to work in the morning? Yeah, so I'm at work at four a.m. Nice. So we have uh, <laughs> we have a five a.m. hour broadcast and a six a.m. hour broadcast. And then we do a half hour noon show. And um, so, you know, my day, my day starts at four. I'm done around 1 p.m. So I still have most of the day to do uh, whatever I want. I've been playing a lot more music because of that schedule. Yeah. Actually, and during this pandemic, you know. Yeah. I've been playing so much more guitar during this. It's insane. Like, I accepted yeah. that guitar was just something that I knew how to do. And, like, I would not pick it up all the time. And But now I've been playing every single day it's weird this I, shut down. i'm glad I'm glad you're back on it so that i mean that brings us to the present though with you right like yeah what's uh is there anything that i didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about <sighs> try to dive into your psyche but yeah you're a steel fortress toy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't have anything offhand no, I mean it's yeah. it's a uh, it's it's great to see you and it's and talk to you and I'm glad that you. I and I I hope you're not offended when I say float because I don't mean it in a bad way, but it, it's no. I've always you know I've always kind of taken pride in the, uh, the maybe the, the the nomadic type yeah. lifestyle I've lived and uh, I've I've always enjoyed my adventures and I never. I never feel like I've missed out. Well, it always feels like around. your happiness is all like, I'm not saying that you're always happy, but your happiness, when you're happy, it is genuine happiness. And I don't think everybody can say that. And I think there's something to be said about that. Uh, and that's, I think that's a huge takeaway is I, I think there's a level of genuine genuinity. That's not a word, but you know, uh, I love it. I think it's a great word. <laughs> um, and I mean, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how it feels like when you you're just you're genuinely happy when you're happy, and you're happy I, uh, a good amount of time. <laughs> I, I I think that I think that does sum it up, and you know I I think I've been happier now more than ever in my life. So I'm definitely I'm definitely loving where I'm at. Yeah, you're, yeah. In Colorado, you got a nice long-term relationship working at a TV station. Yeah, your hair so is far, longer so than most people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and you got some gray streaks coming in the top. Yeah, that it, it, it's uh, Vanessa loves that. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to boost any egos here. So I'll be sure to insult you when I'm done. But you know what you totally, who you look like right now that you could totally pull off, especially with the gray streaks? Oh, who? Timothy Oliphant. Oh. Like hardcore, nice. I think. You, but, you know, when your ponytail pops out, I'm like, oh, never mind. Never mind, guys. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. So if you had shorter hair and it was just like combed back a little, just back. I think yeah. you got a real Timothy Oliphant thing going on. So, That's you know, funny. something to think about. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for doing this. Yeah. No, this was great. Oh, you know, one of, uh, I was just thinking, uh, one of the random things I uh, I think about, we didn't talk about until, I mean, but just briefly, was Pat Co- Pat's Cocktails. Yeah, I love Pat's Cocktails. We, we spent so much time there, and I loved, I loved, uh, I loved how regular karaoke was there. Oh yeah, but uh, one time, one time you and I did uh, what was it? Uh, if I had a million dollars, yeah, but I remember days. that absolutely. <sighs> that that was uh, that was one of my all time favorite karaoke performances that I've done. Nice. I, I still remember. I was like, I for sure remember that too. Such a great time with that. Yeah, you're you're uh, definitely a karaoke buddy of mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's all I got. But we need to talk outside of the podcast. Yeah, let's let's stay in touch more. I love this. <laughs> I want to see how long your hair can really get. Um, yeah. No, but now that I know that you're awake when I'm awake, I'm just going <laughs> to start oh, I know. messaging you in the morning. Yeah, it's perfect. I don't know many people that are up at that hour, so yeah. that'd, that'd be great. <laughs> perfect. Well, next time I see something that reminds me of Torin, I will send it to you. Sounds good. Post haste. Thanks, Torin. Yeah, thanks, Justin. You. I'll talk you to you too. later. All right. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. All right. You just heard my interview with my friend Torin. It's funny. And when we were done with the interview, we just kept on talking for a while. I ended up, I was like, oh, this is weird. This interview's that long. And I was like, oh, no, I cut out half of it because we were just, we were just yapping and catching up. Uh, it's, it's, it's a nice thing about this quarantine situation is I think a lot of people are reaching out, uh, to people in a more meaningful way than they normally would and maybe having better conversations. I hope so. That's obviously the goal of this show and mission accomplished, right? So thanks again to Torin. That was great talking to you and I'm so glad you're doing so well and so happy and things are going good for you. Um, I hope you guys are doing the same, being happy and well and 
healthy and I look forward to talking with you or <laughs> talking to you releasing these uh this is this series will continue uh, until you know whatever time it's not continuing <laughs> the timeline is so weird right now and no one really knows what's going on the future is uncertain it's it's a weird time but I'm gonna keep talking to people and I just did an interview this morning that'll get released next week so it's a very exciting time for me to talk to people that I didn't think I would get the opportunity to talk to uh, anytime soon because they live so far away and I don't normally travel to their area. So thank you, Torin. I will talk to you guys soon. If you want to reach out to me, you can do it on Facebook and Instagram at friend request pod. You can email me directly Justin's friend request at gmail.com uh, or just, you know, mentally send me a high five and I'll let you know if I receive it. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. I love you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.